Hey, folks, this is Double J, Jeff Jarrett. That's right. That's J-E-double-F-J-A-double-R-E-double-T. That's Double J, Jeff Jarrett, the world's greatest singer, the world's greatest entertainer, and now the world's greatest podcaster. Ha <laughs> ha. Just kidding. Hey, tune in, or you're listening to, or if you haven't subscribed, go right now and subscribe. SLTD Roundtable, the podcast. You got to tune in. These guys are great. They're greater than great, but they ain't as great as Double J. Ain't we great? Hi guys, welcome to a brand new SOPD Red Bound Table podcast. Today we are doing a cheeky side table uh, to talk about some of the newsworthy events that have happened um, in the first week of 2023. Um, I'm going to throw it around the table as always and then we will get into this. As we all know, a side table is a lot shorter, so hopefully we'll, uh, we'll get the information out there, get our opinions out there, and then we will be out of here. Um, Adam, you okay? Yeah, mate, I'm going to try and be quick, but we've got things to talk about. Like you say, first side table, first podcast, 2023. You know, we've had our SLTD 20. There's big news already. So we're we're in, what was it you said yesterday with our new logo? So fresh, no? So so new? So fresh and so clean. So If you go on Instagram, Instagram stories, I had the music of Outcast singing So Fresh and So Clean. That's why I put it on the Twitter because I couldn't do that on Twitter, which is a bit annoying. But apparently, you're going to be able to soon. So, who knows? Elon Musk for the win. Callum, are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. I assume the lead singer of the Outcast is Bo Ryder from Social Outcasts. Obviously. Obviously. Yeah. Um, no, I hope everyone's had a good Christmas. Bo Ryder? Do you not remember Bo Ryder? No. Bo Ryder? Did a duel with Flo Rider on an episode of Raw. Oh no! I thought you'd <laughs> genuinely got Bo Dallas's name wrong. No. <laughs> I got the <laughs> reference. I was just like, you know, I know. Was I like, not getting into this ridiculously? Callum's obscure. obscure reference. He's made a mistake. That's what I thought. Yeah, but it's that obscure. Quarterly. Wow. <laughs> uh, no, I just hope had a good Christmas and a good New Year. Um. A lot of news broke in a very short amount of time this week, so that's why we're doing a side table. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Indeed, indeed. Um, right, so let's get into it. Um, do you, Adam, want to do your thing? Because you've got... Yeah. Um, we're going we're gonna to talk Vince McMahon. Um, apparently coming back to WWE. Uh, we're going to talk Sasha Banks, Mercedes Monet making a New Japan debut at Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, and we're going to talk uh, a very big show that's on its way to the UK, uh, which I'm sure everybody knows about. Um, but Walter if we start White. off with Vince... Uh, who? Walter White? Paul White? Listen, oh, that big Paul show. White. Yeah, yeah. He's Captain Insano <laughs> now, isn't he? Oh, yes. Sorry, no yeah, yeah, no yeah. more BS. He's Captain Insano. Yeah. Uh, no more BS. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Wow, but yeah, so news broke this week that um Vince McMahon is either on his way or he's already back 
on the board of directors with WWE. And where this seems to stem from is he is under no certain, uncertain terms said to the company that with all the media rights coming up soon and with a potential sale of the company, that he isn't going to okay anything unless he is on the board as executive chairman. And as well as that, he has also managed to bring back George Barrios and Michelle Williams, who were fired. Wilson. Wilson. Michelle Williams yeah. is an actress. Never mind. Great to and that's my other podcast. Um, <laughs> and um, in order to make space for them, they've now let go of two people. Um, one of who apparently was leading the internal investigation against Vince. So I mean, he was always going when Vince ever came back. It's very interesting in the way that things have been handled. I think yeah. there's been a couple of things that have come out about talent and the potentially being a talent uproar with yeah. Vince coming back. People wondering what's going to happen to creative. People wondering what's going to happen in terms of the day-to-day run of the company. My opinion of it is that I don't think anything on the sort of public front of it, Vince-wise, is going to change. I think Triple H is still going to head up creative. I think there's still Stephanie and Nick Khan overseeing things. But then I think this is mainly a corporation conglomerate, big wigs in suits sat around the table thing where Vince has come back, essentially, I think, to sell the company and then finally go away because there's also now rumours that apparently the Saudi investment fund are a potential buyer for WWE, which I think is disastrous if that happens. Wait, I haven't heard that. So Have you not heard that? So the no, Saudi so... public investment fund, which yeah. is basically where they've all got the millions and billions of dollars from, yeah, are have somehow in the picture as being a potential buyer of the company. Wow. Yeah. So there are, there are, I think there are a number of different ways that this can go. Um, I think the media rights thing is interesting because if you're a Netflix, if you're a Disney Plus, like having the network as on your library or in your library is massive. And I think Peacock doesn't have the legs worldwide that something like Netflix does, that something like maybe even an Amazon Prime does. I was just about to say, you're probably more looking at Prime than Netflix. Yeah, that something like a Disney Plus has, because I think you're right with Prime, in that Prime, I think, is being more known for its sports coverage mm. with the Premier League, with, I think, they have NFL games on in there as well. Yeah. And they've had um, you know, tennis tournaments as well. Yeah. So I think that you might be more inclined to go that way. They've got um, like added apps as well. Like you can add. So on your Prime, you yeah. can add like you can add certain things. Like you can add yeah. um like that um Lions Gate Plus. Yeah, and like and stars add, play you, and things like that. Play, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so all that stuff is like you can add on stuff. The network so, could always still be as it is through mm-hmm. that way, mm-hmm. through it being the prime channel. I think the, the difficulty for us talking in the UK is that with the Peacock deal, nothing's changed for us necessarily in that we still access the network in the same way that we've always accessed access the network. The only thing that we have to put up with is those silly elongated 
WWE superstar promo videos that are on because there's a free version of Peacock, which means that they need adverts. And the only reason why we have to sit through this is Bianca Belair every time we watch a PLE is because that is what's filling the advert gap for those who are on the free Peacock service in America. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. that's the reason why. So what? And so you pay paying to not we're, have we're, adverts, but you're having an advert. Yeah, because you're yeah. essentially, yeah. Wow. So free yeah. with ads, basically. Yeah. So like, there's been loads of times where like, um, I think it it was day one that I noticed it first. Yeah, I think that's when that it first th- started. They did a Bobby Lashley one after the first match, and that yeah. was immediately where I thought Bobby's winning the the WWE title here. He's getting it back in that Fatal Five way. Mm-hmm. And then when I saw that they then did a Seth one, I thought, oh, maybe it's just for the main event. And then mm-hmm. in the you sort of subsequent PLEs, there's been like Bianca ones. There was a Cody one, which I think we all thought might have actually been a promo for Cody coming back, mm-hmm. but it was yeah. just a kind of I got injured. This is what I'm doing now. And again, I thought, it's just filling a gap. Yeah, because wasn't the day one one wasn't the mail so like Lesnar was there or something. Yeah, and it was mm-hmm. like people were saying it's because the match ended up being shorter, so they had to. There's also out. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's it's def- it's again like it's it's coincidental that it's always after a match because yeah, that's yeah. when they put in the breaks. For the ads on Peacock, you know. So again, I think that's interesting. Again, with the media rights, like you assume, are they just talking TV deals? Are they talking like historic stuff? But then all the historic stuff's on the network, so you're not really going to kind of split the network and the catalog away from each other and try and sell those rights on. I think in terms of TV deals, it wouldn't surprise me if Raw ended up on Fox, like SmackDown is because it's definitely the bigger of the two networks. I know yeah. that they've got History USA and all that kind of stuff. Uh, that wouldn't surprise me if NXT ended up on like FS1 on a smaller Fox channel, you know, and they, they just sort of packaged it all up and sent that over. But I think the bigger picture is the sale. Now, I wouldn't mind like Disney buying them, you know, because then that means that when you go to Disneyland, there's going to be a WWE section there and stuff like that. You know, like Disney will rinse every property that they have and you know that they will. But I think they're going to go for possibly maybe even an Amazon, you know. But the thing that'd be interesting though is if they sell the company, are you selling the company as is or selling the because essentially these two separate incomes with one with the media library mm-hmm. being that you can, if you not necessarily scrap the network, but I know a lot of. What went on Peacock in the first place wasn't a lot of the network, like the back catalog. Mm. It was more like the originals and stuff like that. So, if you had the back catalog of like thirty years of wrestling, that could be a different sale completely. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know what I mean? So somebody else could own that. Um, and the, then I think the got... the issue is like if you get somebody in who has no interest in owning a wrestling company. Yeah, that's the thing. Like it's a it's a tough that could one. be massive, yeah. It's it's yeah. kind of the more it gets talked about, and the more we sit here and kind of pick it apart, like the sadder it kind of sounds. Like I know that I know that you've said a few times that like if the network popped up on a different app, 
sound. He's saving himself a tenner. It's all good. Mm. Yeah. I would personally hate it to end up somewhere else. Like, uh, if we had Peacock the way the US have Peacock, I don't think I'd have the network. Because mm. I don't I don't watch many originals. I watch more back catalogue stuff. Do you know what I mean? And mm. once again, probably, I shouldn't say this, but through saying ill-gotten gains, I can probably get that. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, so, I have pro- someone has probably downloaded every single episode of everything, just in case. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. that's yeah. the kind of people they are, and that's what they do, and that's all good with me. Do you know what I mean? Um, so, I think it would be a shame if it went to Prime. That would probably be a little bit better because then it would be self-contained and something. Um, but I don't know. It's one of them where I think selling it's one thing, but it, the sale of it now, if Vince is selling it, would be a different beast to when he was selling it, when he was running it. Because yeah. now he's took a step back, so he's got no, essentially, no personal, mm-hmm. um, like, feelings towards it, I suppose. Like, he's just, it's a business, I own it, I can make X amount, let's do it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Whereas if he was running it, it'd be like, oh, what does this look like if somebody else owns it? What does this look like on a day-to-day basis for me? Like, it's, yeah, I don't know, it just feels like... The sale of it is very different to when, for example, WCW and ECW went up for sale as well. Yes. In that then you're looking at somebody who wants to buy a wrestling promotion to run a wrestling promotion. Mm. Now you're looking at somebody who wants to own a media entity yeah. and know that they're going to make money off it, yeah. at least in the short term. But Because mm. but, I think, again, like I was saying before, about you wonder or worry about who's going to buy it if they've got no interest in wrestling. Yeah, I yeah. can easily see them just running it into the ground, you yeah. know. And then it's you know Tony Khan bought WWE for a million dollars by the by the end. It's just yeah, the WC. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, well, put the it. WCW story all over. Yeah, it. like I was gonna say, put it this way: like on the these are WCW like rise and fall or something like that. Um, and the WCW went for that little amount of money. That Jericho was like, I found yeah. out after he sold it and was like, I could have bought that. Yeah. Like, what the <laughs> hell? Do you know what I mean? Like, it, it went for little buttons compared to what it should have went for. So I don't think that's going to happen with WWE because it's the most recognisable wrestling company in the world, without a doubt. And these, these little... There isn't a second. Like, people think it's AEW, but it's not. Like, not really, is it? No, it's not even a contest. Like, it's it's just, it is in the wrestling world and it is for wrestling fans, but it's not unless a fan buys it, which it probably won't happen. It's one of them where you're like, I don't, I don't know. It's just, it's they're not buying it. No one's gonna buy WWE to be like, I want to make amazing wrestling content. They're gonna mm. buy it, and essentially it'll just be a parent company, and you would hope. That nothing changes in the day to day. You Every, want a big conglomerate, don't you, to come in and buy yeah, it essentially just like, as another company that can keep running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like a company that just owns companies, mm. and they like like a 
essentially, if you like, like a Disney, where they've bought like Disney. all the, yeah, they've bought all this property, and they're gonna put money into it, but at the same time, they're gonna attempt not to. I mean, I know they do, but it's like they're not messing with the fabric of yeah what it is. Do you know what I mean? It's like with with, with Disney and the the acquisitions that they've made. I think. Marvel being sucked into the sort of IP has been a good yeah. thing, has been a big thing. But yeah. then I think that the real sort of winner is searchlight pictures because if you look at things like Fox, <clears throat> Fox was always 20th Century Fox, big studio head, making big budget films. And then you had Fox Searchlight, which was making much more independent films. Yeah. Now what's happened there is 20th Century Fox, 21st Century Fox, whatever it is that they renamed it to, has essentially folded into Disney in mm. that all of those big budget films are still being made, but they're just going to be released through the Disney banner. The Searchlight has managed to maintain its identity. They've kept that open. They've kept exactly the same thing open and then letting it run. You need yeah. something like that for WWE. You yeah, need yeah. a... Yeah, by all means, come in and buy it, but let us do what we're doing. Yeah. yeah. That's the I thing. That's, like... Go on, sorry, Callum. And that's the really interesting thing is... Um, what what happens if it does get sold? Who is in charge here? Because you know if they want to continue it as a successful wrestling based company, then surely they're going to want to keep on people like your Triple H's, your Stephanie's, your Nick Khan's to continue. But at the same time, are they going to particularly want to be working for an Amazon or a Netflix or a Disney? Because it's no longer their company; they're working for another company to produce a wrestling show for you know. Amazon, let's say, and they're all still major um, stakeholders as well, shareholders. Yeah. So they're still going to be financially invested in it. Yeah. Hmm. See these two sides of it, I suppose. With, as I say, especially with the, I suppose the easiest way to explain it would be the, the idea of Disney owning Marvel, whereas. Hmm. People might be like, well, they're bleeding it dry, they're doing this, they're doing that, blah, blah, blah. They've always got this going on. And that's only one side of it that people kind of look at, which is you've got the original content that they're making for Disney Plus, the the shows, the the obviously funding the films and mm. all that stuff. But then there's the other side of it, which is fundamentally what Marvel is known for, which is the comics, which yeah, I, I don't think like people from Marvel Comics who work for Marvel Comics necessarily on a day-to-day basis if you're producing a Spider-Man comic, if you like, uh, answering to people from Disney. Do you know what I mean? No. Like that's an, an higher-up situation where it's like, right, so what are we doing? What's this making? How many, it's, how many is it selling? Mm. Is it worth producing? That kind of stuff. Like these are the whole separate side of it so if you looked at it like Disney Plus bought it or Disney bought it and you got original content of wrestlers doing I don't know reality shows or films Mm. or whatever it is that's one side of it whereas the actual day to day wrestling business Mm. I don't think would necessarily be someone from Disney walking around backstage at Raw do you know what I mean it would just be a higher-up thing where it's like, okay, what's this doing? What's it producing? Okay, you need to make better content. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and it would be interesting to see if Disney Plus did 
like PLEs. You know mm. what I mean? Mm. Yeah. It will I be think, really interesting to see if that happens. I think Amazon is more likely out of all of the different you know, mainstream streaming sites, streaming platforms. Yeah. Because of the fact that they've got the experience of doing you know live sport, and then they've got the the thing of doing like the all or nothing documentaries that they've done on Arsenal and Man City in the past. So that's quite an easy thing for them to for yeah. them to produce for a certain wrestler, similar to how we've had for the twenty four documentaries. Um, because it's it's the difference between obviously a live sporting event and a TV show. Mm. So Netflix and Disney are not really up to date with a lot of these stream platforms so i'll probably get a few of a few of this stats wrong but i would say netflix and disney are more angled towards your tv programs and films mm. whereas amazon is now sort of branched into the the live platforms far more than the other two have yeah so it depends of of what you know the change will be from what we see currently to what we see under a different banner because yeah. you know if you have amazon you could have you know, Raw and SmackDown on Amazon Freebie. You know, mm. I know we've joked about that platform in the past, but you know, you could like have Raw and SmackDown there, and then make your pay-per-views or your PLEs uh, as a Prime exclusive. You know, so you're still making your money on your on your Prime subscriptions by watching pay-per-views. Yeah. But then have Raw and SmackDown and everything else also be like an on-demand service on Freebie. And then people that watch those can like be, oh, we want to get a Prime Video subscription now so we can watch the PLE. Yeah. I'll be honest, I don't know many people who haven't got a Prime subscription. Like, the out of all of the scrub, subscription services that is uh, that are out, Prime is probably the best, I would say, because of what you get with the TV and the actual buying stuff. And it's just like it's taking over the world. Like, so mm. to add something like a WWE probably wouldn't be a massive thing for them, really. Yeah. But I don't know. It's, as you say, it could just go to Saudi and it'll just be a company that owns the company. And well, to kind of wrap the, the Vince McMahon WWE thing up so that we can move on, um, because we've almost done all of our half an hour just on that. <laughs> um, I've just gone on, I've just Googled um, who might buy WWE and I've clicked on um, awfulannouncing.com, which isn't a website that I'm familiar with. But they've said um, Comcast might be a suggestion, um, which I'm assuming is now the parent company for Fox in terms of the TV series, the TV deals. Um, They've said Disney. They've said Endeavor, which is the company that bought UFC. They've then said Saudi, which I think would be the worst option. Um, and then I don't know if they're spitballing here, but they've then put the rock. So, yeah. I think because <laughs> um, he, he bought thingy, didn't he? Well, he tried to, to sell it to, to Fox a few years ago, didn't he? And they what were just they? like, yeah, uh, Fred Smith Jr. said it on his, um, on his... Oh, right, okay. And it was like, yeah, they're looking at selling the whole thing. And he was like, what? Yeah, yeah, we don't want to buy it though. Like, not really, not something we want to do. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. It's it's a. Uh, before we move on, um, would you be mad if Vince just came back and did what he did? Yes. Yes. Okay, let's move on. Creative <laughs> has been so much better with with him gone. Yes. Yeah. Just just to add on a bit, if he was still in charge of creative, the bloodline story would be over by now. 
And judging by his thoughts about Gunter, he would probably be resting in a lederhosen and taking part in bratwurst sausage competitions. Yeah, none of these guys would have come back. Would have come back, you know. Yeah. Um, Vinci would still be in NXT. We'd have no main roster Imperium, and we'd be heading towards Reigns versus Lesnar fifty six at Mania. So, yeah. I mean, I'd take Reigns versus Lesnar once a month. I'll be honest with you. Nah, I'm in for that. I'm in. Um, I mean, I mean, it's, it's what it is. It's one of them. Like, yeah, these it's it's feel... go on. I will say that if it all goes tits up, there's enough wrestling around to keep people interested in wrestling, mm. I would say. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. Oh, um, right, second one then. I feel like Ty is the the uh, the Japanese correspondent on this. Um, so maybe me and Calm won't have too much to say. But the, the former Sasha Banks, Mercedes Monet, made mm. a debut for New Japan at Wrestle Kingdom this week. Have you watched Wrestle Kingdom yet? I haven't watched it all. Right, okay. I've watched seen... that bit though. Yeah, yeah. Right. The CEO. Apparently after a very short match. Yeah. Um, mm. She's not the boss anymore. She's the CEO. She's the CEO. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was... It's kind of one of them where it's like... It's hard because everyone kind of knew it was happening. So you were just kind of waiting for it to happen. Do you know what I mean? Um, and the women in Japan don't have a, a fantastic representation, let's say, because um, it's not really something that is on New Japan. Or it's not on New Japan wrestling a lot. Um, obviously, they've got stardom and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it's uh, like... They're making a bang with the new title. So, um, and Kari Sane versus Sasha Banks. I would have been excited if it happened on Raw. So I'm definitely excited to see it happen in Japan. Um, yeah, it's one of them. One she... question for you. Go on. Based off the Numpty Meltzer. Yeah. <laughs> Was Omega Osprey 6 and 6.25 stars? Um, it was good. It was definitely good. It was, um, I don't know. I don't know. I, w- I wouldn't, I don't think any match is a five star match. I'll be honest. Um, that's where it goes. It was like, it was very, very good. I'll be honest. Um, probably. I would say the best match Omega has had in the last three years. Okay. Since he was okay. since he was in Japan, surely enough. Like I don't think he's had a match of that caliber on AEW, I would say. But if you've got a five star rating and you give something six and a half stars, you kind of you kind of shit on Again, the best bit. take I saw on Meltzer's stuff was maybe he's just someone who doesn't like wrestling. And his ratings has always been out of 10. And <laughs> it's only that recently where he's thinking, oh, these matches are getting a little bit better, aren't they? So <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. It was good, and I would I would definitely recommend watching it as a wrestling as a wrestling fan. If you are whether you're a fan of New Japan or not, I would recommend going out of your way to watch it. It's it's very, very good. And I have a feeling that it may be brought up. 
on the end of year awards, we'll say. Um, mm. Because it'll take a... I don't mm. think Kenny Omega's going to have a better match this year, I'll be honest. But it's one right. of the people have better matches. But yeah. I would recommend watching it, but six stars is always a bit like, come on, really? Like, come on. The Meltometer. Yeah, the Meltometer. The Honker Meltometer. <laughs> yeah. But there you go. Okay. So... Right, our final tidbit. Everyone knows that this has happened, so we're kind of just sort of glossing over. And I think wishful thinking once again. I feel like I'm PTSD back in these Clash episodes that we did. <laughs> uh, <Yeah. laughs> WWE announced this week that they are bringing money in the bank to the UK. Um, we're getting it in the O2 Arena in London on Saturday, the 1st of July. And as a complete knee jerk reaction, I have already booked a hotel trying to learn my lesson from the Clash happenings in that when the Clash tickets finally went on sale or pre-sale, because it had been rumoured for so long, everybody had already booked Cardiff hotels. So I thought, well, you know what? I need to get on this now. So I've got two nights booked in London. Um, Whether I end up going, whether I end up going and watching wrestling, I might just end up going. I don't know. Like... Um, I can't them. What are you like? No, I mean, well, I think this, this is kind of the HR reader all day. Yeah, like <laughs> this has kind of been something that's been back and forth. In that, I will say this, like I said for Clash, my intention is to try and get tickets. But yeah. again, I kind of need to be sensible with how much I'm going to be offered to pay for these tickets because I'm Newborn, definitely not paying. Yeah, so like Amy, my wife, is due probably sometime around the middle of June. Baby's only going to be a couple of weeks old. Amy has already okayed for me to go. She said that I don't want you to miss out on it, so you can go. She threw in there that maybe I could take Ruby, and I said that's not going to happen because she ain't going to sit through it. Um, And then I put in our chat. I said, I've already I've booked a hotel room. Anyone want to share a hotel room? And Ty said, yes, I will. So... I didn't. I hadn't I been a part of this conversation at all. And I, I came out, I was in work and came out on my break and was like, doo, 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 did me thing. Um, so I was reading all these messages like, oh my God, what the hell? Like, it's all happening. And then, yeah, Adam was like, I need somebody to um, to do this. And I threw in a Mr. Bean gift. That was it. I didn't even say anything. I didn't even say yeah or no. Or... So, yeah, that's... I don't know. We'll see. Um, are you are you thinking about Saga tickets, Callum? Or are you? Yeah, definitely. Um, I was quite, quite disappointed not to go to Clash in the end because uh, obviously both me and Adam tried to get tickets, and you know we we were sort of in a position once we'd not got the tickets, we were like, uh, it'll be mm. all right. It won't be a great show. We're, we're not going to be there to make the atmosphere any better. Um, and then obviously watching Clash at home made you realise how much you wanted to go. And it's in a weird position now, now that we're getting another pay-per-view so soon after um, the, the Clash of the Castle, which is a bit of a surprise itself that it's like 10 months mm. and we're back already, um, to where you think this might be the last time I get to see certain wrestlers. Mm. Yeah, and that's always you know going to be an issue whenever you go and watch a wrestling show. You don't know who, who you'll see next time around. But definitely you think, maybe Edge will be at this Money in the Bank show. So it's like, I mean, if Edge is definitely on that card, I'd want to be there. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it's the it's the last chance saloon 
um, situation. But I mean, I'm, I'm going to have quite a busy few weeks, well, busy few months between April to start of July. So I don't want to be outpriced either because I'm going away from April, mid-April until May. And it's going to be quite an expensive trip. Right. Like I'm, I'm going to the coast for three weeks. Nice. The, go- the Gold Coast in Queensland, that is. Oh, I'm going to Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> off, off, off Australia. Australia. Nice. Yeah, getting a big I'm... part in Nate. <laughs> 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 um, finally got him. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a tough one to kind of to, to do because it's one of them where they're like, basically, we can we can charge whatever we want. Yeah. Because this yeah. is like a, everyone knows this is like a once in a lifetime situation. You know what I mean? So it's like, especially with money in the bank, mm. like you're guaranteed to like big things. Mm. And I have always argued that money in the bank is now a a a pay per view or a premium live event because of the implications of it. They've um, referred to it as one of the big five in the statement. That's what I mean. Yeah. So I am shocked that they're not doing. Um, uh, King of the Ring over here. I thought that would have been quite clever, um, but it's all good. I am, I am always up for going. I'm just not always up for paying. That's that's where it kind of goes. So it's like if it's if I'm paying to go and see a an event and I could take the family on holiday, like it's one of them where it's like, sorry, know, family holiday comes next year. This, you know what I mean? It's like I don't know. It's it's a it's a really tough one to kind of toss up, I suppose. Yeah. But it depends on the money of the ticket and if I can justify them. Well, I've amended my booking, so it's now not a double room; it's a twin room, or it should be a twin room. So <laughs> I have a spare bed. I mean, I, I I'll, I'll top and tail like it's sad. Doesn't bother me. <laughs> That's not what I'm worried about. Um, I think it's great how we've changed our tune because I mean, what last week when Adam was doing his Mania card, he was like, "I'm going to chuck the Money in the Bank matches on the Mania card." That I know it's completely changed. Can be scrapped. It's completely changed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we were talking as well about like how they're not doing Raw and SmackDown tapings when they come over in April, and I feel like this is the this is the reason why because they're giving us this instead. You know. Yeah. We're getting a cash in as well. Do you think on the night? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Be- yeah. Becky will cash in. The- it can't be the that every single bloody time a woman wins the money in the bank and they cash in on the same night that the first time you're doing it outside of America that we don't get a cash in. Like, come on. I mean, it depends if Vince is there, doesn't it? I mean, if Vince is running creative, if Vince is there, Austin Theory is winning it and he's cashing in. So yeah. That'll be funny, wouldn't it? <laughs> hey, if we did it. But yeah, I don't watch this space. I will say, watch, watch this, this space. space. We will, we will give updates on if we're going and when we're going and where we're going. And Adam's we're hotel going. room is still there. It's fine. Yeah. Adam's already arranged the money to pay off PayPal credit because that's where I've put it. So, well, if you know, you've already asked your bill. If you get in a twin room and you can get someone to go with you, well, this is it. You know, so you know I mean? so that's good. But yeah, 
I mean, I, um, there, there is breakfast and Wi-Fi included. I made sure to, to add that on. So, oh, a little, uh, yeah. a little Un, unlimited that. cooked breakfast. Oh on, my god! Yeah, I thought it was both, like on both days. Wow! On the Saturday wow, and the Sunday. You're selling this? No messing oh. around, me. And they say romance is dead. Exactly. I thought it was just a little box outside your room, at like no. little tub of cornflakes and like the milk on the side and that. Friday no. night, Saturday night, Docklands. It's ten minutes away from the O2. Candlelit breakfast. breakfast both mornings. Oh my god! Yeah, wow. I feel like so you happy you've been able to join me today, Ty. Yeah. So you know, wow, good times. I mean, I'm in. Let's do it. Let's um, do it. <laughs> we'll go and watch a film at the Big IMAX on the Friday oh, night. That'd be good. And then, be good. yeah, like there that. you go. Yeah, I'd like that. That'd be nice. <laughs> I feel like that wines and dines here. I feel like Amy doesn't get this. No, I died with kings. And queens, I try and I give Amy this, and then she goes, got like when when me and Amy go to London now, which like I'm glad that she even went the last time. Never mind the other times that we've then since taken Ruby. We're on a very particular sort of straight of road in London. In that oh, we right. stay at the Covent Garden Travel Lodge. We go into Covent Garden. We go into sort of like Leicester Square and all that kind of stuff. We go to theatres around there, and then we get back on the tube and go. Like nice. we don't touch anywhere else near that. Um, the closest we ever moved away from it, or the furthest we ever moved away from it, was when we went to the London Eye, which still isn't that far from there. Yeah. But Amy's kind of like. Like, I'm like, I want to go to the Prince Charles Theatre. I want to go and see this place. I want to go and see this place. Yeah. I'll sit on the tube for 25 minutes. She can't be doing with it. So yeah. this might be the point where I go and explore London. Okay. okay. Yeah. If you're a Beatles fan, do the Abbey Road Studios. See? I'd, I'd, just, go and, I'd just go and have a look. I'd just That's go and experience. sort of do the pedestrian right. crossing, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm just going to run over doing that. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Oh, dear. I don't think we're going to have time to go to Money in the Bank with all this going on. Yeah. To be honest. Miss it. Right. I'm going to wrap we'll this up because we've overran. Um, yeah. We will, this year I'm sure, be doing more um, cheeky side tables. I like that. Like a cheeky Nando's, a cheeky side table. Um, we might even do one from London. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> would that be a bedside hey. table? Uh, all right. There you go. Table. <laughs> Oh my god! What the hell? I've I've even found a thing on Amazon. I can plug it into my phone. It gives you two little other microphones you can clip onto yourselves. Oh my god. Perfect recording it is. Oh my god! Wow. See, I'm on it. You do it from the card if that's the situation. Oh, I yeah. Man, can kick that. Jesus. Anyway, right. I'm gonna wrap this up. Um, as I say, watch this space. We'll see what happens. Um. Anything we've talked about, if you want to, um, if you're listening and you want to throw your own opinion, um, by all means, um, and yeah, that was our first side table of 2023. I hope you enjoyed it, more topical stuff, and we will catch you very soon. Bye.